When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Joy. I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. We love Pittsburgh, PA. We love Steeler Nation. That's right. It's what Jin's talking about. Only on Behind the Steel Curtain, your one-stop shop for all things black and gold. What Jin's talking about is the conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. Mm-hmm. I am Kyle Kreiss. Here, as always, with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. And... Uh, it's a, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know where we are I don't as, as a nation because, you know, we, we were at our lowest point after a tie. Mm-hmm. So you think a loss would be worse, but I, I don't know. The vibe out there is is trending, might, might be trending positive. Uh, at uh, least it, my personal vibe is trending more positive after that loss. I don't know if that counts. Well, I, you know, I can definitely see it. Your vibe is all, is all over the place here. And so <laughs> it's trending upward. Uh, it, uh I know the, the the takes are all across the board here. So mm-hmm. let's let's start with the let's start with the big headlines. Mm-hmm. We'll go to uh, Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. His headline. It's it's interesting how the headlines contrasted. So here's the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Post Gazette's headline: Matt Canada's play calling fails the team again. Mm. All right. So that's one take. Now mm-hmm. let's go across the street to the Trib. Here's mm-hmm. uh, Joe Rudder. Steelers stage wild comeback, but Chargers pull out Thriller. Uh, and I'll, we'll throw in one more headline. This is from Jerry Dulac. Mm-hmm. It was almost a complete comeback for the Steelers, but the Chargers managed another big play at the most crucial time to beat them. Not the best headline writing right, right that, there. That, that, that's, a bit of, that's a bit wordy, but it sums up what actually happened. Which of these headlines is more correct? We've got the PPG, we've got Pittsburgh Post-Gazette saying, Matt Canada's play calling fails the team again. Or we've got the trib with the, with the, the, the Steeler positive, Steelers stage wild comeback. I'm going to go. I mean, this is rare that I've ever gotten to say this in my life, but I'm going to go with a trib. I mean, that (laughs) implies what happened. I mean, this tells you what happened. There was a wild comeback. The Chargers pulled out the thriller and the Steelers uh, uh, failed on defense and offense at the very end of the game. Up until then, it uh, it almost worked out in the fourth. uh, But maybe the game was lost in the first half and not the fourth quarter. Okay, interesting. All right, let's go to some of the fan takes here. We've got Stats Guy Daniel, Daniel Valente. This Mm -hmm. was the most Steelers game ever. 
Mm. Steelers have you believing after a giant comeback only to blow it at the end. So is this the most Steelers game ever? Because I thought <laughs> last week was the the tie. I thought that was the most Steelers game ever. I, what, I, I personally <laughs> believe that we defined the most Steelers game ever by which Steelers game frustrates you the most. That's how we find the most Steelers game ever. Is it frustrating when they have a tie with a terrible team? Is it frustrating when they have a big comeback only to lose at the end? Is it frustrating when they blow a lead and then have a comeback at the last second to win? Whatever you personally find irritating <laughs> thus becomes the most Steelers game ever. All of the above. I think yes. we've had three weeks of <laughs> we've had three straight weeks of most Steelers games and one was a win, one, one was, was a loss, loss, and one, one was, was a tie. tie. So, you know, take your pick. It's uh, the most Steelers game ever let's go to our own mm-hmm. michael beck at at michael beck 56 this is the worst Steeler lineup in 20 years it's not a crazy take i can kind of see it what i thought i had that exact same thought and i don't remember where it was in the game i know you were there i was watching it on television where somebody tweeted out and i forget who it was i wish i'd saved it about how this was a rushing performance or something and they compared it to fred taylor with the jaguars <laughs> at one time he ran for like 200 some yards oh, and yeah. i feel like that was that i feel like it was like in the half first half of that game they're like all right we're drafting a nose tackle in the first round <laughs> next year and i think that that's what made me think that this something not dissimilar to that when I saw it I actually wouldn't go 20 years I'd go back 18 years to the year that um Maddox led the team to six and ten that led to Roethlisberger that that would yeah. be my take if you say is it's not the worst team in 20 years it's the worst at 18 but that, didn't that team even have some great players oh, it like had the Fanica, bus yes. the bus it had all the guys that would go 15 and one a year later with Ben <laughs> yeah. it uh so it, it's you know this that I mean you can say this is the worst lineup in two decades but that can also get you to some real darkest before the dawn kind of stuff I, I didn't look back at the entire roster but when cordell i'm thinking 99 when cordell got benched for mike thomas oh man that, that was bleak that had to be some of the that had to be some of the as far as roster wise we'll mm-hmm. we'll get back to the lineup uh in a moment because mm-hmm. you know when we get to the d there's a lot of uh there's a lot of roster announcements that need to be made let's get uh for mm-hmm. just for one more here on on what the overall headlines at steeler nation uh, the Steelers lose on possibly the worst drive in Steelers history. So we had the worst lineup and the worst drive. Uh, I don't know. Didn't this guy watch the OT drives from the Lions game? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe he got confused. He lost that. What, what I thought of in you know this drive, which was, of course, was terrible and bad and all that. I remember thinking not to you know compare yourself to the other team, but you do have to remember there's another team there. Boy, if this would go, had gone the other way. And that, I mean, I'm not saying Bosa is TJ Watt, but they're not dissimilar talents and a great great player makes a great play at the end to decide things that's what i thought him running past trey turner like that is isn't this something we've seen a million times the other way yeah isn't it you know if if it would have happened in the first or second quarter it would have mm. just been you know part of the game but since it happened you know in mm. the in the clutch moment there uh let's go to hey you know we it was it was a big it was a big week for ben mm-hmm. even though it wasn't a it wasn't a victory for ben i still feel that ben is on his victory tour here <laughs> We've got uh, at Jordan York Music. Mm. Never question if Big Ben can still do the damn thing. We've got at Miked Up Sports 1. Ben Roethlisberger's last five games, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. Mm. Father Time may have struck, may not have struck as early as you thought. Uh Ben, you know, maybe maybe Ben needs a mini bye week a couple times throughout the season. I I do think this should end any speculation or any more of that belly aching about oh Ben's not practicing. It sets a bad example for the rest of them. And uh, I, I have looked at this and and you wonder think oh man I I this all this having been said I do still anticipate this being Ben's last year. I'm very grateful for what he's able to do. And, and part of me and again this could be way way too much optimism. I would like to think that seeing Ben do this well at this point in his career makes you potential veteran quarterback out there look at the Steelers team and say, hey, if Ben's doing that at that age, maybe I could do that next year for those guys yeah. for a lot of money. Maybe that might be something <laughs> I could see myself doing. You know, all the Jimmy G's are watching. Right, all the, yeah, uh, yeah. Aaron and Tyrod Russell. Taylor right, might be exactly. watching. Even somewhere Mitch Trubisky's like, put me in, coach. I could do it. Look at that guy. Nine touchdowns. Well, you know, is, uh, Ben might be, might be still rising we may not have seen his, his peak yet. That's entirely possible, too. We, we've got at Brian Batco, Ben Roethlisberger now has gone five straight games without an interception. The longest streak of his career. Wow. 
I mean, we 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 had you know we had some fumbles uh, mm-hmm. earlier in the year, but that seems to have corrected itself at least with Ben. Maybe that was part of the reason why he just sit and sat and took those hits uh, at the end because <laughs> you know he tries to get out of the way. That's when the ball seems to slip and slide. Well, I also think you know Ben trying to get out of the way isn't like it used to be. Ben trying <laughs> to get out of the way. That so yeah, I think you got a good point there. All right, how about uh, at? Indiana Steve B. Just let Ben call his own plays. Go no huddle. If this is his last year, let him do what he does. He earned the right. Uh, I mean, it, it's nice to say that. And there's something there's so there's such like a hero myth about that, about like, ah, just let him do what he wants. He'll be able to make it happen. That's the way I envision it. But I, I, I personally and I could be wrong about this. I always find it impossible to believe that's the entire story, that it only succeeds when Ben gets to do exactly whatever yeah. it is he wants. No one else has no one else has any beneficial input. No one else has something to contribute. It's just when Ben decides to let it loose that Ben's going to make it happen. And I find it hard to believe that's really Gosh, all damn, that's going man. on yeah yeah <laughs> so uh plus you know everyone wants the two minute drill and mm-hmm. the, the no huddle but we didn't see a lot of that in this game because right. you know the turnovers in the second half gave us the short field mm-hmm. so we weren't playing a we weren't playing a two minute offense end and right. uh and then when it time came for ben to play hero he didn't have a chance to to run a two minute so we didn't right. really see uh we didn't really see i don't think ben calling the plays in this one Mm-hmm. Am I wrong about it? Uh, I, I, that's not what I thought either. I mean, it's it's you can't say like, oh, we got the ball back on the twenty eight, so we're they're twenty eight, so we're running the two minute drill. That's yeah. not exactly how it works. Okay, well, you know, the Ben Love continues. Here's at Pitt Steelers UD. If Ben wants to come back for one more year, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, no, is that? T- uh, I mean, it, 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 <laughs> crickets. It's, no, it's not crickets. It's, I was trying to make almost more like the the wary zombie noise. I mean, oh. it's because it's, this is because there is something to be said for not going out at your absolute nadir. I mean, hopefully this is a good season and it continues to trend upward in that. But, you know, sooner or later, the bottom really is going to fall out of this. And maybe it's okay to get out before that occurs. All right. And so, well, Steelers Nation, I'm shocked at uh, where we stand on this. Hmm. The tweet from Jesse James caught that ball at James caught it. Do you think Ben comes back next season? Yes, 45.6%. No, 54.4%. It's basically basically Florida in in an election. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's sort of where I am on it. Yeah, so it's I'm always surprised, and I say this every time, when you bring out a pool, and it makes me think that Steelers fans are far more sensible than I would have uh, anticipated otherwise. uh, But this is pretty 50-50. It looks like, you know, right now, people are saying that they're happy with it either way. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, and it's but that's after a game where where our last image of him is performing heroically in defeat. I mean, show me that where, you know, they struggle in the third quarter and either lose or they win because, you know, Najee took the air at the ball at the end. Like, it's something like that. Well, not everyone loved Ben, of course. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the Ben hate. Here's stats guy Daniel appearing again. Uh, what should have been a wide open TD between Claypool and Roethlisberger ended up in zero points. Bad mm-hmm. throw, bad play calling, just bad all across the board. Uh, well, I mean, if he leads him with that throw, it is in the end zone. I believe it, and it, and I, I mean, I, I don't have the specific moment this is talking about, but I do remember thinking when you know they turned the ball over on downs in the first half, there was part of me that thought ah, that might be the game. There was a part of me that said, and it very well could end it, and that you know, and you can interpret that ended up being what happened. Like that's true, you know, <laughs> you. Uh, Cower always taught us, you know, it's a 60-minute game. you got to play all 60 minutes. And I think what that taught us this week is you're not going to be able to win the game in the first quarter. Right. So, you know, going for seven maybe in the first uh, maybe is a little short-sighted when, you know, you just need to stick around in the fourth and see what happens. Well, I'll piggyback on that just a little bit. The old golf phrase about, you know, when the, the majors. You can't win the major in the first round, but you can lose it. You can't win the game in the first quarter, but you might be able to lose it. All right, let's go to the uh, okay. Here, let's go, let's go to the last drive. Okay, at Ret Vet Two Wars, Gwyn Douglas Roethlisberger totally folded during those last two minutes. He mm. just doesn't move. The defense worked so hard to put Steelers back in the game. It's time to move on from number seven. 
I mean, again, my lasting image of that last drive is Trey Turner, like, waving at Joey Bosa as he, like, you know, achieves warp speed on his way into Roethlisberger. I mean, it's... it's. I think it was Haig, actually. Oh, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Well, which, regardless, <laughs> see, it all moved so fast, I couldn't tell. It was, hey. like, it was like those starbursts in, like, Star Wars when you, they go to hyper mode. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was Haig, you know, who, of course, is the backup tackle playing left guard. Okay, so, right. You know. uh, yeah, exactly. The guy moved so quick. Yeah, he got spun around so quickly, I couldn't even make out his number. But that's what I'm saying. It's bad at 22 wasn't going to be able to get out of the way of that. I mean, again, that's not to imply that there isn't more that Ben could have done to win this game. If he's a more mo- a more mobile quarterback, could certainly do better in this game, as we saw with Herbert literally running wild. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm I fine with moving on from number seven at the end of the season. But uh, for the rest of it, this uh, uh, certainly seems like... You know, it's not just uh, pity and nostalgia that keeps them hot there. Oh, yeah. You you know, we saw how quick one game with Mace and they all came coming back to bed, right? <laughs> so just wait. When he retires, it's going to it's gonna be the same. You think you miss him now after one week? Oh, man. Just wait till he's gone. You're all going to miss him. Mm-hmm. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. <laughs> and Ben took some – I was – man, I was, that's what I was afraid is that Ben was going to take some shots mm-hmm. and that would be it. You know, two mm-hmm. sacks in a row at the end. What a way to go that way. Yep. Uh, let, hey, we we can't uh, we can't talk about the offense if we don't. Let's go to <laughs> at Kevin Adams twenty six. Can the Steelers get a competent effing play caller ever? I don't care how predictable it is. You're inside the five and you have a legit power back. Run the football. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's. Let's keep the Canada hate going. This is from Chaz at FrazMoney93. I hate to say this, but I'm finally on the fire Canada train. And this this guy is a Pirates fan. He had Buckin in his bio. So okay. he sat through 30 years of losing seasons, but now he's ready to <laughs> he's ready to fire Canada. As ever, but my sympathies go out to anyone that has the Pirates hashtag in their bio. As someone <laughs> that also roots for the Pirates, I certainly sympathize. And um, I, I, I don't know. I come back to every time I get frustrated with Canada and I think, ah, oh, they should have run the ball more. I thought, well, I seen them so many times where they run the ball and it doesn't work. I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it just, I, I know it, that would, to me, that's where you want to be like, okay, blame one thing for this game that isn't, you know, miscommunication of defense or one broader kind of macro sort of thing. It's that they could never get a consistent running game going. Is that play calling? Is that roster? Is it coaching? I think it's all those things. And I think that's where the game was really lost, so to speak, is that you couldn't run effectively against a run defense that was bad, that's bad with all its starters out there and presumably worse <laughs> without them. Well, uh, you know, the the biggest hater of them all might have been in the booth right there. Stan <laughs> loved the show. Man, he did not mince his words about Canada. Let's let's hear what he had to say. This guy's got to have his headset taken away from him. And this is something let when you Let Mike be- Sullivan call the plays, let Ben call them all. This guy is horrible. So I mean, wh- like, wow! This wow. guy, whore, he wants. He, I don't know who he wants. He wants Batch to call the plays. Maybe I, 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 mean, I, 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 I could just imagine Batch's face while Stan is saying that. I kept thinking like Mike Myers and Kanye that time on the Daily Show when they showed that door <laughs> Katrina. But um, no, I mean it. I, 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 it's hard for me to get. To, to, to totally believe that but i mean i don't know i, I just I, if you're blaming specific play calling it seems like you've missed so many other things that could have gone wrong it's like it's like the space shuttle when the space shuttle explodes you know we blame it on somebody pressed the wrong button and not this thing got manufactured three years ago and this hitch didn't match the other thing one year ago and then oh i it, see you've been watching the uh those docs well i mean <laughs> I, I i read a script a long time and the lady that wrote a thing about challenger now writes marvel movies anyway but the point is that like it you know that that's that's sort of it's hard for you to blame the very end of it but it hasn't it has not worked as we'd hoped and it's okay to seek out blame i guess that's where i am with it i do under sympathize with where stan's coming from sure i mean but you know we've seen things that ha- that aren't working right now like say a uh shovel pass to mooth <laughs> <laughs> we've seen that yes. work in week one where it was juju you know I'm yes. so it's like We've seen stuff work, and just because the execution hasn't been there, mm-hmm. uh, you know that all, it all comes down to execution, right? right? It's like we saw it with the anything from the Boswell fake to the to the Muth shovel pass mm-hmm. uh, to and, and even Ben's deep balls. It's like if you don't execute, then. 
Uh, it doesn't matter what the play call is. And, and not to harp on the fact, but it's so hard for me to not come back to the offensive line isn't as good as we'd hope because I keep thinking if the offensive line was better, we wouldn't be like, okay, here comes the shovel pass to the tight end. Like we might be able to hit a guy in the back of the end zone. We might be able to open a hole in the middle. We might be able to, you know. And, you know, and and despite our failure, we talk about the failures, but we did see uh, a power run over the over the goal line with oh, Naj. Yeah. We did see uh, a great fade to the corner to DJ, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So we, we, we've seen the stuff that we want to see happen, just not when we want it to happen. Or maybe. consistently happen. Yeah, or consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's go one final thing on the coach hate here. Mm-hmm. How about all the way down at to Kenneth, Kenneth Kissel at BBabyBear01. Mm-hmm. Remember, Steelers fans, we survived Bubby Brister in the 80s. We'll survive Bubby Brister 2.0, a.k.a. Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Are you or loved one a victim of poor coaching? Call one 800 Obviously, uh, so I don't know. Is this a dis? Is this is trying to be a Tomlin diss, but comparing him to Bubby Brister? It, it, it seems like like a diss that got lost on its way on the highway and then like crashed into a tree. I mean, you're comparing the rough quarterback in the '80s to the coach. That's like <laughs> it, it's it's you know I I I I don't understand it. It um, I mean I, 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 I'm getting this isn't the youngest dude if he's on around or talking about surviving Bubby Brister. Well, but, I think um, this guy is. I think this guy might be young. He's not old enough to remember the facts about Bubby Brister. Let me remind you <laughs> that Bubby. You know, people like to say, oh, it took us you know decades to find a franchise quarterback between Bradshaw and Ben. No, dude, we we had playoff wins with many quarterbacks and Bubby. If you don't remember, not only, okay, he's a two-time Super Bowl champ with Denver. Well, he had slightly more to do with winning a Super Bowl than you and I. I mean, he was standing there watching Elway. I think he started four games. I I didn't even know he did that much. I remember a lot of him staring intently at Elway on the sideline. Yeah, But even if you didn't follow Bubby when he went to Denver or the Jets or I think Kansas City even. Uh, but if you remember him with the Steelers, he beat the Oilers on the road in the playoffs, 1989. Wow. Uh, you know, like before Ben was putting up fourth quarter comebacks, we had Bubby. I mean, you know, he was a third rounder. He wasn't this elite drafted quarterback. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not taking the. I'm not buying the line that we we, we had this barren landscape between quarterbacks. I mean, mm. Bubby was fine. O'Donnell took us to a a Super Bowl, Cordell, uh, AFC Championship games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Maddox playoff wins. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not. Uh... Well, I think, I, I think when people at this point, you know, looking back on that exact debate, when we say franchise quarterback, we mean all time Hall of Famer. I think yeah. sort of, that that's where the that's where the line is drawn. And I think that's what people were always really complaining about. And, and I will say, as someone that was too young really to see Bubby play, I can't tell you how many times when I was when I go home for Christmas and I see my aunts and uncles and how many of them say something with some note of affection of Mason reminds me so much of Bubby. Like just a southern good-looking guy with a thick accent and some dark hair and it, you know, with some arm and some confidence and maybe not the most talent, but willing to go out there and give it a shot, you know. Uh, uh, uh. So that's, I mean, I, I again, I can't compare a quarterback from more than 30 years ago to the head coach today, <laughs> but I can understand the frustration. Bubby dated a Uniontown girl for a while there. Oh, wow. Yeah, his, uh, his sister went to uh, Third Press Church in huh. Uniontown, so we we were big Bubby fans. Oh. Um, but anyway, because he was our quarterback, right. okay? All right? That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. All right, we got to take a commercial break uh, because there's bills to pay. There's other podcasts to promote. There's brain pills to uh, to sell. Still on the brain pills. Actually, I haven't heard the brain pills in a while. But, I, you know, I, I, if they want to come back, I'd be down with that. Um, but uh, we got to talk about defense. We've got to talk about... Ah, I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about? We'll we'll find out. (laughs) We'll find out. Hold on. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
right, welcome back. Uh, we left off. We talked about the offense and all the great Twitter content about it. <laughs> now let's turn to the defense. Let's get to the tweets. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off, it's at Sports Podium Pod, mm-hmm. the Sports Podium Podcast. Okay. Justin Herbert is the first QB in history to throw for 380-plus yards and rush for 90-plus yards in the same game. Very specific stats there, but history nonetheless. Absolutely. I, I would have assumed like Steve Young would have done that like halfway through his career, Mark Brunel or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Cunningham. Like, even. Right. You're even like a Dante Culpepper, like somebody like that. But no one, you know, you got to realize that the throwing, that the uh, offensive passing era is now right. you know like oh yeah we talked about bubby and everyone in the past and mm. we didn't have a three thousand yard passer <laughs> right. until until ben came around now now it's like four and five thousand yards mm. but i think the point of this this tweet is that we went up against a guy who made history okay sure it wasn't our best defense out there <laughs> but when the guy's putting up historic numbers like that uh mm-hmm. you, can, you know you can only do too much so so much you can only do you can't do nothing okay <laughs> Miked up sports one using two words to sum up the Steelers defense tonight. Junior varsity. I'm fine with that as long as you don't mean it as an exaggeration, but mean it literally as in so many guys were hurt. We actually put out the junior varsity guys that like (laughs) that. If there were such a position as third stringers, they would have had it. I agree with this take far, far more than I, I think even this guy intended. Some of the other responses were outcoached, unprepared. Mm. Uh, Helen Keller. Hmm. Uh, Woski. Woski. I, 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 I'm confused on the line. I don't know. I like Woski. If I was going to sum up the, the game, I think I would say Woski. Woski. Okay. I'm going to try and incorporate that in my actual life. We can't verify that that's true, but it certainly sounds right. I want to. I want to see you put Woski in your life. <laughs> All right. How about at? Schrader's 21, Joe mm. Schrader. This is the worst Steeler defense I've seen in my life. So everyone has seen the worst at everything this game. It We've is. had the worst drive in history, the worst mm. lineup in history. Now the worst defense in in Joe's life. I was going to say, it, it, it's a shame that Joe is on Twitter at six years old. You should wait till you're a lot <laughs> older. At, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I, I again, anytime I read one of these big dramatic uh, exultations and exaggerations, I, I, I know it just comes from frustration, which I absolutely get. I mean, that yeah. was, it's an analogy that people don't use anymore, but it really did feel like arena football there. Like the old <laughs> arena league is in like, if you can get a stop, maybe you can win this game. And that's sort of what ended up happening happening they didn't get yeah. to stop so they didn't win the game so i 100 percent get the frustration and all that i was just it, it's it's it you know just going through the first half i remember thinking like the way this has to work is that for somebody like it bounces off a of trey norwood's head it hits this you know it hits off this linebacker's skull or something like that yeah and then that's more or less what kind of happened with the great hayward play that led to the interception which is why a major major reason we're having these what positive vibes we do over the last few days is because that kind of play allowed them to get it close so so yeah, this was a defense that was always wildly overmanned. I mean, it's I, I mean, I, I, last week and not to belabor the point. How many times did we say on this exact podcast about winning this game against the Chargers would be as much, if not more, of an upset than what is with Duck was out there, just yeah. because of how many guys are gone. And um, it's it's takes like this the kind of ignore or avoid that exact context. Well, and and just a little bit of history, and you'll see that maybe this wasn't the worst defense ever. I mean, you know. Joe Starkey from the Post Gazette was saying the same thing just five years ago when we were last in sacks. Mm. Uh, so let's look at some of the worst seasons as far as defensive yards. Mm-hmm. 1988, we were last mm. in defensive yards, and then uh, in 2016 we were 25th. Mm. So I mean, was was that our worst? Let, I, if you go by points, 1988 uh, we gave up 26.3 points. So that and that was the worst ever. Right now, we're giving up twenty two point six points per game. So mm. you know, far from the worst defense in Steeler history, scoring wise, at least. Right. Uh, how about for, uh, if go according to rushing yards per attempt? In twenty fourteen, we gave up four point four yards per attempt, and then in 2016, 2013, and twenty twenty, we gave up four point three yards per attempt. Those were <laughs> our worst. Now, unfortunately, right now we're giving up. 4.8 yards mm-hmm. per attempt right but, which so is, which again it gets back to the junior varsity point because the has hasn't been out there since what week two week three yeah 
So maybe th- maybe this is the worst Steelers rushing defense. I, I, it's certainly up there. I mean, I keep seeing the numbers 20. I, I, as you were going through the stats, I keep seeing the number 2016. And I think about how good that team's offense was and how that team did go on a bit of a run. Just at times, that defense would just absolutely bottom out. And you'd be like, okay, the offense is just going to have to save them here. I mean, that's, yeah. which is something I thought of many times during that game on Sunday, whereas if this, if this is going to work, then the offense is going to do, have to do something incredible, or you get Miles Killerbrew blocking a punt. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what a great signing that guy was. And, you know, uh, 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 I don't even know if we've mentioned that. Just two block punts in a year? Imagine ta- I, whatever they're paying them, I mean, it ain't enough. They, like, you know, Tomlin called for special team splash plays, and I'm and at the time I was thinking, how can you even dictate that? But boom, there you have it. So Right. Uh, let's continue with the defense hate. Mm-hmm. We've got at Steel City LCPL, the buckle mm-hmm. up, baby. Mm-hmm. Steelers are playing like the absolute worst team in the NFL. They might actually just be the worst team in the NFL. Well, first <laughs> off, I mean, you know, Lions are still winless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets, Texans, Jags all have two wins. They have fewer points scored than us, and they gave up more points than us. So I know mm-hmm. everyone is feeling bad right now about the defense and about losing games, but we're 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 statistically and literally in the middle of the pack. I I, I agree with that, and it's it's the the last part of that person's tweet that I, I don't know if you said was the absence of TJ valid certainly TJ Watt certainly makes that argument valid. Well, that makes the defense that that much worse. I forget whose tweet it was. I read after the game. It might have been Filipponi of all people who said if the Steelers have Hayden Minka and TJ, two of those three, they win this game. I don't know if I'd have to go as far as two of those three. I wonder if maybe you get in one, you get out one of those three, you get out of this thing. It, um, well, let's go all the let's go down let's go down to the bottom here at Mike Asty eleven. Mm. Who did the Steelers miss more in the Chargers' loss? TJ was sixty six point five percent. Minka only thirty three point five percent. I can agree with that. Just because just because we're it's just this this season we're so used to seeing TJ do what Poster did at the end of this game, literally closing it out with a sack, closing it out with some incredible play, closing it out with you know uh, batting a pass or getting a fumble or something like that. And it's you know I mean that, that, maybe this would have been the game in you know two dimensions parallel to here where Minka gets those two interceptions that have been just bouncing off of his fingers, but. Uh, I certainly agree with the poll that uh, I certainly miss TJ Moore watching Herbert run free for much of the game. Well, what about if we had Minka on the final play that went to the touchdown past Norwood? Right. That, well, now, that, what it, if that was Minka on that? And he's Minka still might have not. Right, he still might have missed the guy. It's yeah, a t- I mean, it's it's again when you, it's when you start getting out to the hypotheticals, when you start getting to other parts of the multiverse that you aren't sure who's going to be able to make what play. <laughs> All right, let's move. Do we uh, do we even do we even need to move on to? The Devin Bush tweets. We uh, can do a whole section on Devin Bush. Uh, let's let's just do let's just do a couple quick. I don't want to pile on the guy, mm-hmm. but you know it seems to be it was a con- it was part of the conversation this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go back. Geez, I think this is for the third time. We'll go back to at Stats Guy Daniel. Mm. Devin Bush's run defense grade is ranked 86th out of 88 qualified linebackers. This is per PFF. You know, if the Steelers want to make some noise in the second half, they're going to need Bush to get back on track. I agree with all that. Again, I can't ever justify using uh, PFF's grades for anything, but it's certainly, I agree with them from the eye test of having looked at it and seen seen it gone so bad. I, I, you know, real life is not Madden. It is not a video game, so you can't really do these kinds of things. But seeing him do as badly as he did, I couldn't help but think of those stories you get out of Tennessee, where was it a few weeks ago, was a month ago, where they basically just kind of sat Bud Dupree down for a game or two and they were like hey you're not 100% we know you're a stud it uh you know why don't you take these two off and come back and then you see him making big plays I mean again it's impossible to do that to somebody younger and uh, their feelings and their thoughts and everyone else is watching too the other players so it you know but man it's it's if there's ever a guy that needs a break that needs uh, uh, uh something it's 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 Bush a change if I if I mean, gosh, this is the ultimate what if I I don't even I apologize for even putting this out there. But say Vinnie Williams was still on the team at this year would you know would that if we look at it now and say, oh, that would have been a helpful addition. But uh, is that is that is that 
bias. In, in, I mean, uh, it, it, it's bias. possible, and it's lo- it's lovely to think. But I also immediately got the image of like Vinnie Williams, like four yards behind Justin Herbert as he takes <laughs> off down the sideline. It's I, I love Vinnie. I mean, it's again, you know, he's my dream interview for this podcast. But it's but he was never the uh, uh, we're going to cover dudes down the seam. We're going to play you know sideline to sideline kind of football kind of middle linebacker. Like, but well, that is but we, what we've needed though is the is the run stopper. Yes, you the, know exactly, the, which is what Vinnie excelled at always, even last year. Um, how about, well, let's, for the final point, I don't want to harp on Devin too much. Mm-hmm. Let's go to, at the bottom here at mm-hmm. S city nation, four, one, two steel city nation. If you watch NFL games, other than the Steelers, you notice that all teams can't tackle. <laughs> Is uh, is this a unique problem for the Steelers, or that's uh, just what we're watching? I, I, I think. I mean, why we're so hyper focused on the Steelers, and moreover, we're hyper focused on it, it's whenever someone runs on the Steelers. Even now, if you've been watching the team for more than a decade, it feels like something's wrong. It feels like something is awry. Like it's like Casey Hampton is forever going to be there. Like he's always going to be in the middle, and we're always going to stop the run. So when you see someone succeed with the run, it's it's hard on some bizarre level not to take that person. And I think that's sort of where we get to all of this. And that's why, you know, I'm sure tackling is awful around the league. I've, I've heard multiple people, even, you know, people talking about the Steelers bring up that same point. It just when you see it happen time again, especially with someone like Bush, who has such, you know, such a big rep, it, uh, it, it's hard not to get deeply frustrated. Especially when the restrictions on contact are all on the defensive side, Certainly. right? So uh, every year we're adjusting technique and um you know, in gameplay. All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Bush still has time to get back, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, it, it's just I, I I do think you know it it it's like like in a ge- to use use Sunday night's game as an analogy. Like we all feel better about this game, even though the comeback came up short because there was that big comeback. And I would feel this. I think a lot of us would feel the same way about Bush. Maybe he doesn't need to be a, a, a vintage Ray Lewis for the rest of the season. But man, it'd be nice to see some kind of comeback, some kind yeah. of like, okay, here he is making plays, looking like he did at the first half of last season, or even looking like he did his rookie season a lot in the next for the rest of this year. We just need him to get a little bit of that uh, the gabagool. Yeah, yeah just a little bit of that gabagool. Uh, I actually knew that's the clip you were going to play at that point. <laughs> I've been here long enough now. All right, let's get to the lightning round. Round. Lots, mm-hmm. lots here. Starting mm-hmm. with at Steelers from the official account, uh, Najee Harris, first rookie in Steelers history with at least a thousand yards from scrimmage in his first ten career games. It's that quote from the bus he said the other week, where he's like, "If they could get, what was it? If they could take care of him, he could have a better career than me." The bus <laughs> is right. Just you got to take care of him. Yeah, Franco was uh, notorious for avoiding contact, right? Uh, <laughs> where I think Najee is it's not that way. not avoiding contact in the least. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, let's go to at Steeler Nation. Mm-hmm. Eric Ebron's last play as a Steeler may have been a touchdown. Tight end needs knee surgery. Mm. Uh, are we saying you know? Fair farewell, fair farewell. Are we? What do what do we say? Happy trails uh, yeah. to Eric Ebron. B- uh, bon voyage. I don't know. It. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's entirely possible. I could see him if he wanted to do like the old and if you compare him to a tight end who's completely different, like that Vance McDonald deal of like, hey, here's one last year, take a few bucks. But he also might go somewhere where you know they don't expect you to do any blocking of any kind, and you can be essentially a big receiver and all that. It's Ebron may have disappointed at times as a Steelers uh, uh, tight end, but. He was always a good dude. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, he's not a bad guy by any means. Like, it uh, just maybe didn't work out as exactly as we'd hope. But, you know, I think he's another one of those ones you might miss when he's gone because, you know, Gentry's a fine blocker and it's he's open when he's open by 20 yards. But I don't know about uh, combat catches or nothing. Yeah, you know, this year was kind of relatively quiet for Ebron. I think, mm-hmm. I think 12 catches, 84 yards, mm-hmm. one touchdown. But, you know, I, I, I can think back to... Uh, week three last year, he had mm-hmm. five catches for a touchdown. The, the wild card yeah. game, he had a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, he the, the rushing touchdown this season. So he's had a couple highlights. If, if you had to rank him, I don't know. I maybe not rank him, but let's look at our some of our recent because uh, we've been dipping into free agency for tight ends yes. recently. So compared to what was it, Ladarius Green, mm-hmm. uh, Vanimal the Animal, mm-hmm. and now Ebron. 
Um, I think Vanimal was a trade with the Niners. I was that a trade? Right. Okay, so. it wasn't exactly yeah. free agency, but mm-hmm. I, you know, Vance, having to go outside as far for, as production, we, we, you know, it's got to be. Would you put him above? Would you put him at the top of that? Or I mean, I just think they got so much more value out of Vance just because yeah. he was such a blocker. He was so, he was so good for that. Even then, they kind of realized like, hey, he's not the receiver. I mean, it's of the most those guys with the most talent. I think it was Ebron. Okay, all right. I think it the best Ebron. receiver of the group of them. But um, but I also think we're done going outside for tight ends for a long time. I think that's kind of over with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say. All right, let's go on to at Javi Murrieta 55. Mm-hmm. I definitely need a damn Cam Hayward jersey. Love having him on the Steelers. Uh, I bring this up because... Uh, there's been, you know, Hayward's wife has mm-hmm. made some beef that it's hard to find Hayward jerseys in Pittsburgh itself. And uh, to be honest, I at the game I only saw. Now I didn't go to every section of the game. Right. Okay, yeah, I would hope not. Um, yeah. I only saw two Hayward jerseys. I saw, I, I saw at least one Boswell jersey. I saw at least one Louis Lips jersey. So wow. to the fact that Cam Hayward is a uh, eventual Hall of Honor, certainly. Uh, Steeler, Steelers for life, Rooney mm-hmm. for life, but he doesn't get the love as far as the is it the fan lo- the fans obviously love him, but we we still don't see the jerseys out there. I guess it, it is surprising. I mean, I I I do have a '97 jersey. It's just a Kendrell Bell one. It's the first wow. jersey I ever got. So I wonder if how many of it because remember he was Defensive Rookie of the Year, and for yeah. whatever reason the Steelers have had precious few of those, no matter how many great defensive players they've had. So, you, so I wonder you, you got a rookie jersey? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I it was it was a gift. I mean, that was that was a while ago, Kyle. But yes, it, um, <laughs> but yeah, I have that. So I wonder how much of it is you know i mean it's is it this this is the same arguments i remember listening to shay townsend back in run up to super bowl 45 saying no one ever got my jersey right because it was rod woodson i'm sure Le'Veon had the same problem i mean at these great teams with these numbers it's not always easy to go out and get buy multiple jerseys at the same number like yeah i saw more 23s than 97s that is a little surprising i mean oh yeah no i love hayden too also probably a hall of honor guy but yeah um, All right, let's go to weird stats of the game. How about uh, at Steeler Nation again? Mm -hmm. Steelers have converted four passes on fourth down this year. Zero have been for a first down. That's is that, I mean I don't know how often that happens I would think probably zero <laughs> very very few times again I come back to the space shuttle analogy for you to be throwing these short passes on long distances and fourth down everything else has to have gotten bogged down or gone awry for the potential for that to occur much less your poor execution in the moment <laughs> uh, let's go on to you know we I always especially myself I like to personally bring up instances where Tomlin has shown excellent leadership skills hmm. but you know hey in all, in all fairness if there are detractors I think we got to give them the time and I'll let's let's go to at Pittsburgh Sports Steelers takeaways they had an exclusive interview with Anthony Cicello hmm. and he said you know Tomlin told me I needed to man up I needed to stop making excuses it was all in my head that I needed to overcome my excuses like my dad always being disappointed in me things like that I feel like he didn't care about what I was going through then he didn't care about what hmm. was going on in my head he could see the pain in my eyes but he didn't care you know he was hmm. talking about some of the mental he had some he was talking about his mental illness battles okay you know, I, I, you know, Anthony Chiquilla was never a guaranteed roster lock. I don't know. Oh, no, it was he was a backup, but he was exactly what you want a backup to be. He was a special teamer. He could play a few snaps. He could rush the rush the passer. I as I was reading this quote and as you were reading it, I, I couldn't help but think of I remember years back there was some player from the CFL. His name escapes me, but he went, you know, he was a stud linebacker in the CFL and he came to camp with the Steelers. And I think they cut him after a cut or two. And I remember he ended up tweeting not long after he went back to Kennedy, he said Coach Tomlin was the realest coach I ever had. And as I read this quote from Chicolo, I wonder if these both of these guys are saying the exact same yeah. thing in different words. Yeah. Well, I mean, but certain maybe different uh interpretations. Yeah, certainly it. different. Yeah, there's certainly there's some resentment it sounds like here still. So mm-hmm. Oh, certainly. It, it it well, I guess and not to immediately discount what Chicolo Ch- saying and to defend Tomlin, but what is the opposite side of this? Like, what is what would be the proper way for Tomlin to have reached and be like, hey, I understand what you're going through. You need time off. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I, but no, and I don't mean to make light of that. I mean, I go to therapy. I think yeah. it's very important. Yeah. I think this is a I think we have to take mental health more seriously in everything in life. But it um, 
but yeah, I don't. It's hard to make time for that when you're worried about the next opponent in 48 hours. Uh, yeah, and it, it it and again, we aren't there, so we don't know how he interpreted it. But I, I imagine it's it, and I, I I but I also want to say that I can't imagine that every interaction Tomlin has had has been perfect. Yeah, has has worked out as exactly as he had hoped, exactly how the other person hoped. I bet there are like in anything else in life, there are ones you'd like to have back. And maybe this maybe this is one of Tomlin's. Yeah, the only people probably to have no enemies are probably Paul McCartney and mm, that might be it. Might I be think Paul, but didn't Paul have some enemies the entire time they were making all those records? I mean, it's it, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, those today. weren't like not tumultuous <laughs> making the Beatles records. Even I know that. <laughs> all right, let's one more here on the lightning round. A little off the field action mm-hmm. uh, at from at Trib Sports from the Tribune Review. Robert Golden, who spent six years as a safety mm. with the Steelers, uh, founded a tuition-free charter school in his hometown to service the underprivileged children of the Southwest Fresno neighborhoods, which I believe is all of the Fresno <laughs> neighborhoods. But uh, I don't know. I just wanted to bring you know just the off you know the actions continue off the field, and Robert Golden is. You know, he's walking the walk out there. Absolutely. And uh, to piggyback on that exact thing, if you ever read the note that uh, the letter of recommendation Kevin Colbert wrote for Golden when he was doing that, it really is inspiring. It'll make you feel good. That's worth finding online and reading that. Oh, interesting. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll get maybe we'll get a link to that on uh, on behind the steel curtain dot com. All right. Let's move on to the final word. We have uh, we have a couple here. How mm-hmm. about um, at Rick Fish 412 friendly reminder the Steelers are having oh I'm sorry friendly reminder the Steelers have been starting six rookies and four second year players if you expected the season to be a smooth ride you played yourself win games learn and grow make the playoffs anything can happen this is the way <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, yes, you managed to get in both. You played yourself, and this is the way in one tweet. That, uh, But no, but this guy's right. I mean, we say it every week. This is a rebuilding team. You don't notice it because the quarterback's been doing this for 18 years at this point. But yes, this is this is a rebuild, and it could be going far worse. Yeah, I want to go back. Uh, I want to go back on that point real quick to at Alex Kazora. Mm. I'm watching David. Oh, gosh, I can't read. I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, I can't do these names either. I know the tweet you're going to look at. Yeah. I'm watching Daniel Archibong, Derek Tuska, and Delonte Scott try to stop the start the Chargers' offense. This would be a Saturday evening preseason game, not Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know that reminds me that uh, I you know we've got some leaked tracks from the new Roger Wood. Uh, Here we go, song. Oh, good. Uh, they, they're recording for the 2021 version. Excellent. And I was able to uh, secure some of the studio tracks here. Let's take take a look and take take a take a look and take a take a listen. <laughs> Got Norwood and Henry Mondo. Derek Tuska, Pierre and Taco. We got Wormley and Miles Killebrew. Joey Schobert, a killer with her spoon. We got Ingram. Wait, who's number eight now? Carl Joseph and Robert Spillane. Arthur Molet, but not Justin Lane. Wait, these these guys have to actually play to get in the song. Oh, they they actually played. Here we, go. we got Delonte and Archibong. All right, so that wow, it sounds like it's going to be some extra verses in the in the song uh, this year. I, I, I'm glad you did. I I I thought. Uh, I didn't realize Archibong was a real guy. I saw your thing. I, I thought you'd misspelled something on our notes. No, yes. there's a guy named Archibong, Archibong. which okay. is, uh, you know, not to be, you know, stay away from the, the dope kids. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be safe out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, one last thing. Let's go to at Blitz videos. Will the Steelers make the playoffs this season? 40.6% say yes. 59.2%. Four percent say no. It's uh, it's sixty forty. It's pretty close. It, it is. I felt better about uh, the Steelers making the playoffs. Two things until two things occurred that are completely unrelated to them. One, the Chiefs seem to have gotten their act together, yeah. which I think takes away a spot. And the fact that when you go back and look at what's up for the rest of the season, the schedule got that much more difficult because the Vikings look like an actual team now. I mean, yeah. it looks like a pretty good squad over there. We play. I don't think we don't we don't play any pretenders the rest of the way. No, out. the Steelers will be an underdog in every single game. And it comes down to these division division games. I think so. Mm-hmm. We've got. 
uh, Cincy this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's uh, oh gosh, then we got the Ravens after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, people are talking like these are the two most important games of the season. They're certainly the two most important games of right now. Right, exactly. They're the most Steelers games coming up. If you want to do it that way. <laughs> yeah, and, well, uh, we've had the most Steeler. We had the worst Steeler <laughs> drive, the worst Steeler lineup, and uh-huh. now we're about to have the the most Steelers. The most Steeler Steeler games, right? Exactly. Yes, it's these will be the most. Uh, these will be the two most important Steelers games until they go well. In which case, then the next games will be after that. And hopefully, they hopefully we get to have these same arguments and complaints next week about uh, what's the most after something positive happens. I think we're going to see more Ben heroics. I think it's we're on the way. Uh, so follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm at Kyle Christ. Greg, where can we find you? Uh, at Greg Benevent, G-R-E-G, B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T, at tw- on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, look, keep listening to Behind the Steel Curtain, and I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, eat, save us some leftovers yes. for the Stillers game. <laughs> All right. Be chill. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.